Oh, uh, I had um, I had one of those surprise drafters today when I was training. I don't care for them. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's not even. I don't know. Some people make a big deal about like like the the freeloading part or like the safety part. I just find it creepy to like suddenly feel like you're being watched or whatever and you look over your shoulder and there's like a dude right behind you yeah i just think it's obnoxious to be that close to somebody in public without asking or saying something yeah yeah that's that's what it is that's why it bothers me it's just it creeps me out it's like it's like you're not gonna like walk like one step behind someone like breathing down their (laughs) neck on the sidewalk are you exactly yeah oh man and you know i i uh, i mean this is the this is the trade-off if you draft somebody unannounced in public, then that person has a right to blow snot rockets unannounced. Oh, totally. I totally. if if someone that I don't know and who hasn't talked to me is drafting me, I'm blowing snot rockets cuz I don't know they're there. They haven't said anything to me and they're in my personal snot rocket disbursement zone. <laughs> it's like the diagrams that you See in like driver's ed of like the no zone for like a semi truck. Mm-hmm. Stay out of this zone. I was actually be... kind of thinking of like that when you're on when you're on a plane and it's on the ground and you like see all the the warning signs that are written like on the wings and near the engines and it's like don't stand right behind this engine. <laughs> Yo, do not stand right in front of or right behind this engine. <laughs> Both not... places are bad to be. Yeah, do not stand behind the wheels. Like, be aware that uh, these <laughs> that the Boeing seven thirty seven you are in close proximity to does not have a rear view mirror. <laughs> they gotta put one of those on there. I know, right? It seems like an obvious an obvious gap. Yeah, when I catch up to someone, because like I don't really know. I was doing. The thing is, I was doing tempo intervals, you know, like 20-minute tempo intervals, and I was doing this thing where every few minutes I would get up out of the saddle for one minute, but I wasn't, like, sprinting for a minute. I was trying to stay in zone, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's actually kind of tricky because it's, like, trying – you're trying not to go too hard when you get out of the saddle. Yeah. So I had just come to, like, a light and slowed a bit, and the light went green, and I was like, oh, convenient, and and that was also right when my – my you need to stand up now was starting so i i kind of stepped on it and stood up and kind of zoomed by this guy who had been waiting there probably for a couple minutes you know i didn't really think much of it and then it's like i i finished the standing thing i sit i sit down again and i'm cruising along i'm trying to maintain the the zone and i'm like wait a minute (laughs) something's not right here and i look over my shoulder and it's like gah yeah you know and it's like I, i wouldn't buy him a good clip so uh, maybe he, you know, it doesn't. He didn't necessarily chase me down, but he probably did. <laughs> you know, I don't know. That's weird. I no, I that is weird. And, and I guess one of the things that I don't like about it is like, it seems to happen to me on the Greenway here. And you know, we've talked about sort of cultural conflicts on multi-use paths, and for me, like as a bike racer and as someone who trains as well as like being a bike person, the greenway is strictly like to get out of the city. Um, this is, this is not a place where I go to ride my bicycle fast. This is like warm up and cool down, you know? And, uh, 
and it's how you know when I'm commuting it's where I it, you know, that's so the fact that some people treat it as like uh, bikes only zoom zoom accomplishment ground and the fact that someone is gonna like treat me like they're like the the rabbit at a yeah. dog race yeah I just gross man just stop stop it with the huffing and puffing and drafting strangers especially strangers who are just trying to like go tempo you know yeah yeah exactly that's the thing it's like i'm not like a super stud it's not like i'm flying along you know if i'm doing tempo i'm probably not going you know i'm a little guy i don't have lots of watts like i'm probably not going that fast i'm also a terrible person to draft (laughs) you know i'm 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 small and slender like you're not going to get a lot of benefit back there Uh, i don't know anyway eventually well this is so this is related to like secret racing you know yeah yeah have we talked about secret racing i don't know if we have by the way we should probably we should probably intro the show real quickly all right this is the working (laughs) man's honest bicycle program um (laughs) i'm greg i'm matteo yeah all right anyway go on you know see uh it it always sucks when you're riding and you're taking it easy and sometimes you can just tell the way people blow by you that like they think that they're proving a point and maybe yeah. this is just getting into like you know clearly revealing things about my own psyche but no it's true but like, it's fine no i totally like, i'm with you you're racing and i'm not like what's going on here this is we're in public this is not a bicycle race what yeah it's so weird well and here's the thing like i also think that at least based on what i see people saying on like the internet there's a certain extent to which like being on a road bike and being in you know spandex makes you a target for certain people right like they're like like, i'm gonna show that poser serious roadies yeah (laughs) you know it's like i'm just trying to get to work bro yeah (laughs) i'm just trying to get home i i would see it a bunch with um the jimmy john's food delivery bike riders here and i don't know if it's like yeah what i'm riding my first fixie bro uh or like what i'm a bike messenger no you're not that's a sandwich in your bag um (laughs) you know i don't i don't entirely know what it is and once again like this could be entirely in my own head but sometimes you just feel like someone else is trying to prove a point so of course as you know as a bike racer one must respond but like the key to secret racing is plausible deniability so like you gotta go (laughs) flying by somebody at 30 miles an hour with your hands on the tops you know right not looking like you're trying through your nose well but here's the thing maybe you have to respond i don't know my my approach actually is that you know when someone goes whether it's um you know sometimes it'll be like a fixie kid um who's showing up the roadie and sometimes it'll be like a guy uh on his hybrid with like his button down shirt flapping in the wind or whatever and it really looks weird to see dudes booking it on a hybrid with their (laughs) shirt flapping in the wind but anyway (laughs) they'll pass and it'll be i i I do have that competitive part of me i that i hate it every time every time it makes me so mad Uh, because it's like damn it like i could i'm i mean you never know but chances are pretty good that that if this if i were to actually take you on that i would crush you 
Um, it's a and it's a it's a mark in your territory thing. Yeah, it's a mark in your territory thing. But I'm almost like I'm too proud to to chase them down. Like I can't. <laughs> Which I can't is good. do the, it. The only way to play is not to win. No, the only way to win is not to play. <laughs> oh, uh, bleep. Uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the thing. Because then I'm like, I feel like I feel like I've lost if I give in. It's totally. like I'm. It's like I'm too ashamed to like acknowledge to the entire world that um i care enough <laughs> about being punked by <laughs> you know some some uh, commuter yeah <laughs> which you know which it's funny because at the time i usually am a commuter like that's why they're passing me because i'm like whatever i i ride however many hours a week i'm just trying to get to work and and save my legs for a workout another time yeah um and i don't like getting to work all sweaty so yeah i i I just want to go easy and so but other people you know it might be the only riding they really do and they want to they want to smash it yeah (laughs) i feel i feel like i should clarify that you know my the whole secret race thing I've I've been able to articulate like what goes through my head and like you said you know it's it's better it's like a, a much finer emotional place to be to like not not be suckered into it. Well, I I I also want to clarify that I don't know that it's a positive emotional place that has me not getting being suckered into it. <laughs> I feel like it's just um, that, like I said, I I can't uh, I don't know. It's a matter of pride. It's like I'm I I can't I'm not at peace with my own. Um, desire to show them up i think we're just we're just being honest here and we're this is a this is a no judgment zone uh you know we're not talking about how you should react in these situations when when people are obviously trying to do these ridiculous things in public (laughs) but this is just I, i dare say that this runs through everybody's head when somebody goes flying by like that yeah, probably does. Uh, well, anyway, it, it it annoyed me. It's not the first time it's happened, uh, but it doesn't happen a lot. So I'm grateful, I suppose. Good. Well, I do have I do have one more thought on it, which is just that like I feel bad because it's like on the one hand I kind of want to confront them about it, but I'm I'm too much of a wimp to actually do it because like I don't want to come across as the jerk like the whole like i don't know elitist racer kind of thing mm-hmm. even though that's kind of irrational because i'm sort of the wronged party <laughs> you know it's like they're the one who's being rude but uh, i don't know so i just kind of pretty much i either my my response has been either like tonight um when i just just didn't say anything just kept riding and eventually uh, he disappeared i don't know if he turned off or got to his house or or if i dropped him i don't think i dropped him because i wasn't going that hard Uh, but anyway he went away Uh, other times you know sometimes i'll 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 pick up the pace kind of in a casual way trying to just ramp it up and ride them off (laughs) off my wheel which is sort (laughs) of it's i don't know maybe a, a foolish thing to do but I've done that. But I'm not out there to I'm not out there to like give rides to people to tow people around. Like 
and this is where I feel like I'm be, I, I sound maybe like an arrogant jerk or something, but it's like, I want to be left alone. I've got a workout I'm doing like a lot of the time, you know, you're not, I don't know you, you're not my friend. I don't think that's arrogant at all. I think that's, I think that's just, that's pretty reasonable. Like there's just because it's, it's like a social activity. Sometimes it doesn't mean that there is an, like an implicit universal agreement that like you need to submit to someone else's company <laughs> in public you know right right yeah i I, when... I i do a, i do a couple things when it happens you know i'll i'll like do a little like swerve and head shake you know nope um and then a couple of times i've i've like turned around and said something just kind of vague as if like I was a European who like hadn't quite gotten the hang of English just yet. Like <laughs> no affiliation, please. <laughs> I had, I actually, one of the guys on my team apparently once uh, a- asked a commuter who was tailing him if he was a proctologist. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. I laughed. I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is not bad at all. No, it's not bad. I think it gets the point across. <laughs> uh, this is, that is it. This is, oh, listeners, this is the way to respond to people who are who are drafting you without announcing themselves in public. You just turn around and you say, what are you, my proctologist? <laughs> uh brilliant well then i can't wait for this to happen to me oh yeah you can (laughs) yeah you can i i I couldn't i was too much of i was too chicken to pull it out so to speak (laughs) but if this is if this is you if this is you if you come up unannounced and just start drafting a dude because you figured that hey we're both on road bikes we're friends that's not true just don't do it it's like I said earlier, you wouldn't like int- expect, you wouldn't like be walking right behind someone breathing down their neck and then expect that to turn into like a positive social interaction. <laughs> it's like, no, like shake my hand first, dude. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Don't like be blowing in my ear. <laughs> Ugh. Maybe that's enough of that. I just, I was just thinking about that. <laughs> on on the rest of my ride because I was like ah oh, oh, the whole time yeah I think we had another thing to actually talk about yeah this is on our agenda this is a bit of a bit of contemporary news <laughs> contemporary like contemporary art. news right it's very modern it's very fresh <laughs> It's current events. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the WHPP WHBP recurring segment current events that is not actually a recurring segment. But uh it 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 could be. Yeah. Well, yeah, I suppose it could be. We'll see. No, I want I want an album kind of feel, you know? It's like you could listen to the show anytime and it's just as relevant. Oh, uh, I like and, that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Anyway, enough of the inside baseball. We're going to do current events now, in spite of that. But but I do think that there's um, long-term relevance anyway. So the 
story's been going around for quite a few days now. Jeez, probably over a week. Um, at least over a week by the time uh, anyone listens to this. And this has to do with a recall that Trek issued for quick-release skewers. And I kind of ignored it for the first few days. Because it was like, oh, recall? That kind of sucks. Like, geez, what did they screw up? And then I actually looked at it. I finally looked at it a little more closely because the story wasn't really going away. And it was some preposterous number of bicycles that are affected or potentially affected by this recall. It's like 9 million bicycles. Like, any any bicycle with quick-release skewer and disc brakes sold between 2001 and now. And that's probably, like, most of them. Yeah, just about, right? Like, it's kind of insane. Like, just about anything that is just a little bit nicer than, you know, your rim brake hybrids is going to be included in this. It's mountain bikes, it's hybrid bikes, all kinds of things like that. And when I looked into it a little bit more closely, it turns out that the, it's not because of a defective part. So the, there's nothing wrong with these quick releases at they all. They function as they ought to. Yes, they function completely normally. Uh, except that, well, it's not even except. I mean, so some quick releases open wider than others, right? Some will kind of just flop open arbitrarily all the way past 180 degrees. And that is apparently the problem here, that these things, there's a, this vanishing. It, from what we can tell, it happened like once or twice or three times or something like that in the last 14 years that, <laughs> that these things opened. And they opened because of... Um, incorrect usage but we'll get to that in a bit they opened because of incorrect usage and swung down and snagged in the disc rotor and caused the wheel to lock up and over the bars and apparently one person was paralyzed because of this which is sad which is really sad it's awful um but it's still you know it's an incredibly low incident rate but out of an abundance of caution in cooperation with the consumer product safety commission trek has issued this recall and you can go into your trek dealer with any of these bicycles that are so affected and they'll they'll basically swap out your quick release skewer for one that doesn't open as far and they'll also give you like a 20 dollar coupon for bontrager parts now Mario, I'm wondering, do you have any thoughts before I rant? Because I have many things I could say. Um, I'm almost surprised that it that it made as much news, at least in the bike world, as it did. This is this is news in the non-bike world. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. And also because I think I, you know, it, it's sort of like I, I knew enough about. It. I knew that it was about quick release skewers flipping open into disc brakes but i didn't like read the recall right so i i'm totally not surprised that the extent of the recall is bring your bike in and we'll put a different skewer on it and here's a gift certificate to that you you know that 10 percent of the people are going to use right right so while it affects a huge number of bikes it also affects them and you know like the the, the recall action is very minor yeah this is not oh we're gonna have to replace your wheel or your disc but nothing none of that sort yeah, so it's, it's kind of like yeah yeah it's it's a it's a it's a small deal that affects a lot of people in a little way 
And apparently it's affected perhaps one person in a very significant way. Right. So so I saw this and it's been it's also being reported kind of in a big uh apparently. I haven't seen any of these news stories because my kind of connection to news media is is fairly vague. I don't watch TV news really. Um not because I'm too good for it, but because I just don't. Um and apparently it's it's I mean, you know, standard news media kind of reading where, oh my god, it's the end of the world, you ride one of these bikes, you could die, uh, you know, there's a flaw, etc., etc. And technically speaking, as as mentioned already, there isn't anything wrong with these quick releases. Uh, but in spite of this, Matteo, I, I come not to praise the quick release, but to bury it. <laughs> You come to bury the quick release. I come to bury the quick release. I think that you're, this... you're, you're telling me that there's a, a fundamental flaw in the quick release that requires you to take it out back and yes, go. I I need to bring it out and shoot it behind the chemical sheds. <laughs> so say more. Yeah. So basically, I think that the problems with the quick release are. are Maybe, we'll see, kind of coming home to roost in a pretty big way. Because we've now got this recall of a product that actually is functioning exactly as designed uh, and exactly as intended, and yet uh, they've decided that functioning exactly as designed and exactly as intended is not safe. And the issue is basically this. Uh, The quick release is really, really terrible from a user interface design standpoint. It's... It's extremely unobvious how it works. Um, like, really, like, people don't understand it, especially, you know, to me and you and, and probably most people listening to this who probably ride bikes a lot and operate quick releases all the time, it couldn't be more obvious, right? It's like, well, obviously, okay, you close it like this and you open it like this and you want to make sure it's clamped tightly and you need to unscrew it a little bit to get it past the lawyer tabs on the end of the fork and you're good. But to your kind of regular person who just goes in and buys a bike, you know, to ride a few times a year, maybe on the bike path, uh, it's it's mystifying. And I see so many, I mean, you and I have both spent time working in bike shops. Uh, So you probably know it's incredibly common that people just kind of throw their hands up in the air and fasten this thing in the way that seems to make the most sense to them. And that way that makes the most sense to them is not safe. And it, yeah, and then there's wrong. well, there's that, and then there's there's also the I'm not sure what to do here, so I'm just gonna like hulk it down so tight that it's hard right. to undo, which well, is right. also probably not safe. I mean, something could break. Right. Well, there's two problems. I guess I guess I'll get back to the list. Two uh, two kind of major issues. One is that the the design is really opaque. Uh, it's extremely non-obvious how you operate this thing. And the second part of the problem, in in you know, just to go over briefly why that is right you've got a little bit that threads on and off um and the whole thing kind of spins around so which way do you orient it and it also has this lever thing that looks like maybe you use it to tighten things down but also it kind of flops back and forth uh and it has words on it that say open and close but it's sort of unclear exactly what those mean like it says open on one side and close on the other um but but that isn't i think I don't think that actually is all that edifying to your kind of just Joe Schmo user. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. So on top of this problem that it's it's really incredibly unintuitive to operate, um, it also has this really relatively easy way in which you can uh, use it to fasten on the wheel that seems right but is wrong and is not secure enough. Uh, and that's how these problems happen, which is that people basically, the most common error in putting on a quick release is that people think that the lever on it that you're supposed to flip over to operate the cam and clamp. Uh, they don't realize that's what it's for. They think it's basically like a big wing nut, a big one-sided wing nut. Mm-hmm. And they just and they just tighten it up like a wing nut. They they thread that thing as tight as they can. Uh, and you don't need to be a dummy to do this. Smart people do it. Like we could make a list of the kinds of people who have uh, incorrectly installed a quick release in this way. It would include professors rocket scientists uh probably president obama uh, like <laughs> you know I, yeah and I, I think you know the, the the point you're getting at and correct me if i'm wrong is that like if if you don't really know like what this thing is you know that it like serves some function to tighten then you know that's that's the extent of your knowledge and you're gonna not sit down and look too hard at it and think too hard about it you're just gonna do sort of what comes intuitively and the intuitive use is the wrong one right Right. And that's that's not good. Like, it'd be one thing if this weren't such a safety-critical device, but it's incredibly safety-critical. You know, your front wheel really kind of needs to stay on if you want to continue to ride your bicycle and, you know, on its wheels rather than on your face. So it's kind of a big deal. And this has been—I've seen this dismissed by various people as being like, well, you know, it's just user error and these people are stupid. And like I said— many smart people I have seen come into bike shops with their scooters attached this way. You do not need to be dumb in order to make this mistake. Like, it's also important to point out, if you know how to operate a quick release correctly, that does not make you an intelligent person. Like, that's a pretty <laughs> low bar to clear. Like, that just means that you know how to operate a quick release. Like, it's sort of not indicative of anything in intelligence. So if you're, you know, if you're feeling good, if I don't know, if you're coming home and you're like, I just put on a quick release, uh, I closed it correctly, my wheel is safe, I'm feeling good about myself, I'm smart. <laughs> that might not be a great a great basis to, I don't know, to build your self-esteem on. I'm just saying, that's that's a house of cards. But, so the other, the, the thing about, you you know, you, you mentioned the phrase user error, and this is important, right? Because if, if you're thinking about designing something that people are gonna use, if you think that there's something wrong with user error, then you're basically saying, all right, 100% of the people and 100% of the time are going to do this thing perfectly and correctly, no matter what. Right. How realistic is that? And right. if you say, okay, yeah, that's not realistic, and if you think, well, just screw the people who got it wrong, sucks to be them, that's like, that's pretty, that's awful. Yeah, it's it, it's insulting. Uh, it's also not good business sense. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's 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 not productive, and it's it's mm-hmm. really basing on. You kind of have to look beyond your own ego when you're dealing with design. And this, you know, this is true in software, and in true in cars. It's true in all kinds of things that. If you think. Well, it couldn't be easier. Just do X and then Y and then, you know, everything will be fine. And then things keep going wrong. You know, you, you can't, 
you can't just die on that hill of, well, I think this is fine, therefore there's nothing wrong with it. Right. Like, you have to face... There's something wrong with them, not it. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it's... it's when When you have that big of a problem, you just can't... You know, there comes a point where it's unreasonable to think that the, you know, however many millions of people or thousands of people or whatever are the ones with the problem. You know, like, people are not... Most of us, for any given thing that we're doing, are not experts in it and, and don't have the time or any reason to become experts in doing it. So there's no reason to have the unreasonable expectation, you know, that we're going to know how to you know, operate every single... Well, just with cars, for an example, like, I don't know how to adjust the fuel mixture in my car. I don't know, you know, when starting it, what it should be, you know, and there's a reason that chokes aren't on cars anymore. <laughs> and you call yourself an american man oh i know i like cars just fine you know i know how to drive a standard shift car but that's about the extent of it yeah. so it's like yeah and, and there's so there's a reason for that uh i'm losing my train of thought what was it so oh yeah back to the quick release here i i just want to submit for as as further evidence that this quick release sucks all right that what we have is is no good the very existence of lawyer tabs the same lawyer tabs that we've been complaining about for, you know, a good couple decades now, uh, or longer, because they were added. In if sorry, if this is not obvious, I'm sure that you listeners know, but some of you might not. So, lawyer tabs are the reason you can't just open the quick release lever and just pull the wheel right off, right? They're the little protrusions on the ends of uh, the fork dropouts, so that you have to unthread it a little bit. Those weren't always there. They were added because of incidents where people's front wheels weren't adequately secured and they came out. Uh, and, and that's why they exist. And, of course, that's also made the quick release less functional as a quick release at the same time. Yeah, it's one of the big unnecessary pains yeah. of, of, of like basic, basic bike tasks. It's like... Why, why is this no longer quick? Yeah. Of course, you know, 30 seconds with a file and those lawyer tabs are sitting on the floor of your basement, but... Which I actually don't recommend doing, not because... Well, I mean, I'm not I'm not perfect, you know? I There might have been one or two times when those things kept my front wheel from coming off. And I know mm. how to operate a quick release. You know, I think, that, I think that people can forget. Well, I don't know for sure. I don't really remember, like... I don't know if I'm remembering someone else saying that or if that was me. Like, But the point is that we've been putting lipstick on this pig for a really, really long time. Uh, and it's getting to the point where even apparently that lipstick is no longer adequate. Uh, <laughs> so, so here's my question for you. What, uh, what do you think should replace the quick release skewer? Are you talking about big old track nuts on everything or through axles? What do you like better? Um... I think through axles are probably a better solution than track nuts or something. I mean, what we need, I, I guess rather than saying specifically what it should be, because we, so we need some kind of quick release type system, right? Something that you can get a front wheel on and off uh, relatively quickly. Would you mm -hmm. agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's, that's just, and certainly tool free, right? That's, that's kind of the most essential thing. Like being able to get the wheels off without tools uh, is really important. Mm -hmm. so exactly what so maybe that would a through axle would would do it 
I don't really know. I don't have any personal experience with through axles, so I don't know how they are to operate and how obvious the current designs are. What we need is something that, first of all, is really obvious in its manner of operation. Like it should be like, oh, okay, I see this and I can see that there's pretty much one way to unfasten this and remove the wheel. And, and likewise, one way, oh, okay, I see how you turn it this way or you, you move this doohickey this to, you know, to this location and then the front wheel secured again. Uh, and, and second, it needs to be such that if it is not fastened correctly, that the wheel is not fastened, hmm. right? That, that it is obvious that it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Because that's the biggest danger with the quick release is that if you tighten it down like a wing nut, uh, it's wrong and it's unsafe. But if you don't know, if you're not an expert, and you know, like I said, why should anyone be expected to be an expert? Like they just want to go down to the the park and ride their bikes around with their kids. Um, so, uh, I'm sorry, I'm tired. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it should be, you know, it it should be really obvious if you've done it wrong. Whereas think, right now what, it is not obvious if you've done it what, wrong. What you're telling me is that, you know, bike bike wheels need the cassette tape, and what I mean by that is, it, you know, if you're not if you're not if you watch somebody put a record if this is your only familiarity with like record players if you watch somebody put a record on and then like you do it you're probably going to get something wrong right if you watch somebody put a cassette tape in like there's only one way to do it you can't put it in backwards or sideways or the wrong way it it will not work right. there's only one way for it to go in and once it's in it will work as you need it to yeah yeah i'd go with that Sounds right to me. So that's what we need. And maybe maybe through axles are the solution or some variant on the through axle. Um, I don't pre- particularly care what it is, but I really hope that the people in the there's a lot of smart people in the industry, believe it or not, and I hope that they'll put their heads together and and maybe come up with even something quasi standardized that does does these things. I don't think I really think the quick release is sticking around just because of history and inertia not because it's particularly great you know it's like well we already have this design that does more or less what we want it to do so we'll just stick with it yeah well i think the the inertia is the the part of it because you know if you redesign the interface and you're potentially talking about redesigning frames as well as hubs and you know we're we're in that that difficult and weird transition now with disc brakes and cyclocross and in road where you know some things are starting to change but it's technology that's been around for a while you know this is not not really anything new it's just all right well are we all like ready to adopt this like right well but but on the other hand like what better time than now Mm -hmm. right well yeah that's certainly it what better Um, time it's it's funny can you think of there's not a whole lot of other technologies that we currently use on bikes that are as old as the quick release. Well, we still use spoked wheels. Yeah, I we still use spoked wheels. Ten- tensioned spoked wheels. Yeah. Almost all of them are tensioned. There are very few under compression. Eh, whatever. Um, let's see. 
I mean, the pneumatic tire. Yep, pneumatic tires. <laughs> yeah, that's really, going real, uh, real hasn't deep. Really changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, using sprockets and chain, but even the chain technology is different mm-hmm. since since when that was introduced, mm-hmm. or or at least some of it is. I don't know if they ever used blockchain on the road, but certainly the chain technology is different. It's it's kind of remarkable how long the almost unchanged quick release has been with us. In my opinion, so maybe it's time that this 1930s uh technology got reconsidered great design for 1930 uh not so great for 2015 and there you have it there you have it that's my executive summary (laughs) whoo all right uh just some quick just a quick uh housekeeping note um for listeners it's been a little bit of a, a crazy few weeks for the both of us uh, which is why we have not been as regular as as we would like. You know, we're doing In more our ways best. than just one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, very funny. Oof. I see what you did there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was Good thinking joke. as I said that, should I go with this expression? Maybe I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> maybe I, maybe I've gotten away with it. Oh no, I haven't. Uh, I'm looking out for you, Greg. Yeah, thanks. Nope i I set him up. You knock him down. <laughs> <laughs> uh so anyway and uh so, yeah so so maddie has been doing his masters of science thing and he moved and then i moved and and, and all of that and so the point is uh and now i'm taking a vacation to arizona so there might be an episode Wait. next week and there might not we'll see i'll do my best but uh we should be back to normal soon that's the plan if to our listeners you know if if you get if you get tired of, uh, you know, if you start to uh, miss our opinions, then just come up with some of your own. Can they do that? Is I that... hereby authorize it. Oh, that's really generous. You're you're <laughs> you're a good man, Charlie Brown. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for tuning in once more to the Working Man's Honest Bicycle Program. I'm Greg here in Boston. You can get in touch with me or with Matteo in Minneapolis via the show. We have an email account. It's honestbikeprogram at gmail.com. We also have a Twitter account, underscore WHBP. I can be found on twitter as well at grolby and matteo how about you i tweet at underscore matteo yes and of course the url for the show is standarddouble.com slash whbp find all of our episodes and notes and uh, fun stuff like that there thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time good night everybody good night everybody